What is going on, good people? Good Friday night, 11.05 Eastern Standard Time. That means it is time for Smack Talk here on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We're everywhere, baby. It's Rick Uccino. It's SP3 and the wrestling legend himself, Dirty Dutch Mantel. We got three hours of professional wrestling to recap in about 45 minutes or so, so let's dive into it. Dutch, you were yeah. very highly of the efforts that WWE put into SmackDown tonight. Before oh, I, I, I actually in, I enjoyed the show tonight. I think that Logan Paul, he said it all. He had my attention, and I think they followed that. They, they did a great job. Even that, I, and I thought it would drag when it got to the last match, but it didn't. It was a good show tonight. Really good effort by everybody. Yeah, and uh, you know, SP3, they kind of made up for Braun decimating the uh, tag team division uh, when he made his re-debut by giving us that main event tonight. At least a, a little bit of redemption uh, for the tag team division tonight. And, you know, honestly, I did think that the right team won, but uh, we'll get there. We got a lot to cover tonight. Overall, what do you think of the show tonight, SP3? Really good episode of SmackDown. I base everything on the efforts of their previous weeks, and this is a big jump in improvement from last week, what, what I thought was a boring show last week. This boring. Week, it wasn't that exciting. <laughs> they they have some interesting stories going on, uh, especially what's going on with the Bloodline and Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa being added into that story. It's just the most must-see thing going on on SmackDown, but they also added in some really good wrestling on the show, and especially, in my opinion, the main event, as well as Sami Zayn versus Ricochet. Those are great bookend type of matches for the show. And you know, let me let me ask you let me ask a question. Go ahead. Is Kevin Dunn still with WWE because they didn't have those herky jerky camera movements tonight? Uh, it was like it used to be where you could focus on the wrestling. You didn't get a headache by watching it. Yeah, uh he he's still there as far as I know. Maybe he had the night off. Maybe Triple H has started to, you know, issue some decrees about you know, hey, wait at least five seconds before you make a camera cut. I'm not sure. I didn't really notice any of the like camera cuts tonight, which, you know, might actually, I, 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 I did. I have to agree with you. Like, like I'm saying, typically I noticed the herky jerkiness. I did not notice that tonight. Sid, did you? I mean, I saw some moments where they did some unnecessary camera cuts, but to ju to Dutch's point, it wasn't as much as we usually get. All right, Dutch, you said you were a fan of uh, of Logan Paul opening up the, the show tonight. Uh, the crowd, uh, not a fan of Logan Paul. He's he's very easily hateable. Um, I did. Exactly. Enjoy, I did enjoy the promo, him coming out, you know, basically setting up this press conference, which is going to happen in Las Vegas. Wrestling Observer was all over that uh, earlier this evening. Uh, as soon as uh, SP3 and I wrapped up. Uh, our live stream earlier today, Dave Meltzer said, we got huge WWE news. I'm like, Jesus, are you kidding me? We just wrapped up a live stream. But it uh, turned out to be a match. So, okay, might be overblown that one just a little bit. But Logan Paul comes out. He calls out uh, Roman Reigns. We get Paul Heyman back tonight. He has a great exchange with Logan Paul tonight. And then from that point on, it was the Sami Zayn power hour. Uh, yep. It was Sami Zayn MVP of the night tonight. All the subtle little storytelling that they did in his match with Ricochet. The match was was great, but it was the storytelling that was happening outside of the match that really brought me in, especially when Sammy got face-to-face -face with Jay Uso after Jay, for whatever reason, dove into the ring. I wasn't sure what he was trying to do. I thought commentary uh, covered nicely by saying he was just trying to keep Logan Paul out of the ring on the other side. Uh, regardless, Sammy getting up in Jay's face and then later Solo telling Jay to stay back during his match and asking Sammy to come down to the ring with him. I love it. You can see the infighting. You can Perfect. see the seeds being planted for storylines, which is something that SB3 and I have talked about a lot. A lot of improvements from Triple H in Triple H's re regime so far, but we want to see more stories. We're starting to see the seeds of those stories being planted there, Dutch. And you see how you see how deep this story is, and they ha they were patient with it. But I'm not saying that's all Triple H is doing because they were patient with it when Vince was there. Yeah. So 
Triple H, all he's got to do is come in now and say, hey, this is our, this books itself. I'll just take my time and I'll just I'll let, let this, you know, I'll plant the seed. The seed's already planted. Let it grow. And, and they're going to bust that out. But I think Logan Paul tonight opening the show, to me, it grabbed me because it was so different. Logan Paul opening the show, and he's going to go against Roman Reigns somewhere, sometime. I think it's a great matchup. I think it may even, because Logan, what's his brother's name? Jake. And who's, uh, both of them do the MMA and the boxing, right? Yeah. Uh, both of them do boxing. boxing. And they do great gates because that's that, you know, the Paul brothers, they brought some of those boxers out and made them a hell of a payday, something that Don King never made them. And they say, you should have made this. So they, they love the Paul brothers. So when I saw him standing there and when Paul Heyman got in the ring, that was one of Paul Heyman's greatest interviews, I thought. I like when Sammy got in the ring. So let me tell you, he went, okay, go ahead. And he just flipped the mic up. I, I fell out of my chair. Well, and I, and loved, I, I loved it when he walked right up to, to Logan, and Logan just punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's entertaining. But see, Sammy's the only one who can really do that. But he's been doing it for the whole time he was kind of in WWE, or at least the last year. But you could beat him until the cows come home, and it still wouldn't hurt him. Does he still come out and do that? And he got, biggest, he got the biggest reaction to anybody in that segment. Like the second yeah. he got in the ring, yeah. the crowd was chanting Sammy, Sammy. Yeah. Baby, he's, he's, baby he's the baby face. He's the baby he's face. He's the only already. baby face in the situation. Yeah. 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 And that's what Absolutely. I was going to ask you about SP3. Cause it's like, I, I really don't mind this matchup. Roman versus, you know, Logan Paul. I get it. It's great. It's going to do great numbers. You know, they set it up with the interview that Logan did on his podcast. It's different. I get that people hate this guy, whatever. But that that's that's my only thing is like they're trying to make Logan the baby face here, and and that ain't gonna work. You're you're just swimming upstream. I don't think they're I, I don't think they're trying to make him. I think they're gonna go with the way the fans go, but he will be the heel against Roman Reigns. Don't you think? I, I would think that the WWE would think that maybe they can pull off what they were able to pull off at SummerSlam, where, yes, a Logan Paul got booed every single week on Monday Night Raw, even against The Miz, an established heel. But they're hoping that he impresses so much in the match itself, and especially because Saudi Arabia is not your hardcore wrestling fans. It's going to be more of the casual wrestling fans that basically have to be there because is Saudi Arabia, but uh, it's a different crowd. They're going to go along with what WWE wants to tell. So regardless of Logan Paul getting booed every week and his promo style being heavily heelish, uh, they think he's the baby face here because Roman Reigns is the top heel in this company until further notice. They think uh, Logan Paul is the heel in this situation, and they're just like, hey, we don't care if he's going to get booed the, last, the next couple of weeks. In Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel, he'll get cheered. I don't think WWE cares whether he gets booed or cheered. I don't think they have no long-term plan with this. They just want to draw that big number. And hey, the Paul brothers—they're number one in trying drawing these gates. This match out out of nothing. This match is tailor-made for Crown Jewel. Tailor-made for Crown Jewel. This is this is an attraction match. This is something that's going to generate headlines. And at the end of the day, it's a match that isn't really going to matter in the long run. Roman Reigns is going to win. But you know what? I will take this a million times over Roman Reigns versus Goldberg or Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again. It's something different. It's something new. It's absolutely, something, it's absolutely. Be coming until three days ago when they dropped that. Uh, they they dropped that interview on Impulsive. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this is a dude. You may hate him, but Logan Paul is taking to professional wrestling like a duck to water. The guy is just a natural he knows how to work the crowd he knows how to get a reaction and he can also go in the ring so yeah sign me the hell up for this and it continues the infighting because logan paul knows how to manipulate people continued the infighting tonight 
And then, you know, with Sami Zayn and Jay Uso and now Solo Sokoa, he comes in as like the newest member of the bloodline. But all of a sudden, like he's calling shots, telling his older brother to stay backstage. That ain't going to fly. And then he had a good match out of Mad Cat Moss tonight. And then Sami Zayn comes through and helps him retain the North American Championship tonight. So, again, man, there's a lot of layers to this story. It was a Sami Zayn show. He was in like three segments or four, maybe. He was in that backstage segment, too. So he had at least 45 minutes on TV tonight. Oh, yeah. Out of a a two-hour show, not counting commercials. But but I thought his part was good. Show was good. I enjoyed it. I think. And I like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I think the biggest difference with the Triple H era as far as the bloodline story is they're focusing more on the the nonverbal acting of the people involved like they did originally. Like the like you said yeah. earlier, their reactions to the matchup between Sammy and Ricochet on the outside, like Jay Uso sometimes laughing when Ricochet was getting offense until Ricochet hit him and then he got upset and showing that emotion and Jimmy jimmy uso being more supportive and kind of solo kind of being in the middle but because of what happened he chose his side later on saying that jay you ain't on your game come on sammy you coming so and then their reaction to that was great sammy all all laughing and joking like i guess i'll go take care of this ooze uh yeah yeah just like oh he's walking down doing the dancing and stuff by the way there's a great video i think it was ryan satin who tweeted it out because he was there tonight there's a great video of in commercial break sammy doing this dance in the middle of his match with ricochet which was absolutely hilarious i wish they would have caught maybe they did catch it on tv i did end up missing quite a bit because youtube was screwing up for me tonight and kept cutting in and out but uh maybe that got caught or not but regardless ryan satin's video was uh, absolutely uh, hilarious ricky j pate wants a shout out dutch can you give him a shout out hey ricky how you doing hey rick glad you're watching this buddy so watch us every week and email me you want to buy something dirty dutch mail with two l's at gmail.com i'll get right back to you and if you want to give <laughs> us money uh, and by us, I mean Sports Kita. If you want to give them money, you can you can donate to a super chat, and uh, you can guarantee uh, that you will get your comment read. If you have a question for Dutch, you can throw that in as well. Uh, we Thank you, Ricky. Any of your comments throughout the day as possible. So, loved all the stuff with the bloodline tonight. That's developing nicely. Uh, let's go into a couple other uh, things that happened here on the show tonight. Carrying Cross. Uh, cut another backstage promo, prepackaged promo. I thought was pretty good. Dubbed himself the People's Executioner, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. And then out of nowhere, later on in the night, we just get Drew McIntyre just cut off Michael Cole, hop up onto the desk, and just call out Karrion Cross. So it sounds like we're going to get this match sooner rather than later, probably at Extreme Rules. Dutch, what did you think about the? Well, I did like the way uh, they manufactured it. I mean, it was an He just showed up, cut it, threw the mic, and took off. He That's got his point. He made a purpose. He had a purpose. He accomplished a pers- purpose, and he left. And that I remember that more than an in-ring deal back and forth, and because you've seen that ten million times. So he made it to the point, you know, direct, and it and it and it, and it hit its mark, straight on. And that's it. <laughs> SB, SB3, any thoughts on uh, the build-up to these two guys so far? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Cross's backstage promo a little too, you know, the the the, co- the color of the screen and stuff. I don't know. It's going to take me a while to kind of get yeah, used me- to that and be like, mm-hmm. this is unique and stuff because WWE has failed too many times at this same type of, like, presentation with guys before. But Drew McIntyre's promo was really strong. Yeah, it was. And I'm the same way. I, uh, I feel the same way about Karrion Cross. I'm, I'm watching it. It's, it's produced. It's really, you know, manufactured black and white. And I'm thinking, uh, my jury's out on him at this point. But I, th- I think, uh, and I bet he has a hand in that. Because if, if you follow him on Twitter, he is a big cinema guy. And I think that is the kind of feel. And he draws a lot of inspiration from movies and characters and the psychopaths and things like that. And I think that 
if I had to guess, it, it that's kind of like his nod to things is he wants it to kind of have that cinematic feel to it because he is such like a big movie guy. That would just be my guess. I'm just spitballing here, but that that might be you know his call on that, or it's Triple H's vision. Who knows? But uh, I'm, I'm not. I like it. I I genuinely like the backstage stuff that they're putting together with Karrion Cross. Well, I don't. I don't think it helps him. I think it. It. I don't think it advances him at all. Really, and he yeah. may like movie. I like movies too. Don't mean he's going to draw a dime in the wrestling business, but he can like it and, and try all this stuff. And it is a different look. I'm saying that, but again, my jury. I haven't come to a verdict on the guy yet. Now, when he sells out, I'll say, "See, I told you. I told you I knew he'd get over. I knew they were doing the right thing." But uh, I like the girl with him. I like that, and I think maybe. I just don't. I don't. I, I, I'm with uh, Sid on this one. I just, I just don't know about Karrion Cross at this point. We've only seen him in the ring one time, right? Yeah, he squashed Drew yeah. Gulak in about three minutes. Yeah, they, and they, then we saw him in the ring with Drew. Drew McIntyre. No, we haven't. Right? We haven't yet. Well, he choked him out last him. week. Yeah, he, he yeah, choked him out, right? Yeah. Okay. But I think the thing with, with Cross is the thing that worked in NXT, the thing that worked in Impact Wrestling, the thing that worked in Lucha Underground is him presenting himself like a killer in the ring and kind of being this mysterious guy who doesn't have to say a lot of things. And you got Scarlet right there. Let Scarlet cut the promo like that. I think it, that that would have probably if you're going to do this presentation, I think the best way to do it is having Cross look intimidating and letting Scarlett take care of the talking. We have a point. Can she cut a good promo? She's good. She's good. Okay. Yeah, they both can talk. Uh, I want to talk about my single favorite moment of the night, and that would involve Dutch's boys, Maximum Male Models. Uh, they I come told out. you. I told you. Dead on arrival. They, come they out. beat him. They beat them before they got to the ring. They came out tonight with their back <laughs> to school line. Everything was going great. And then, like, uh, all of a sudden, bronze music hit. And my absolute favorite moment of the night is when Mansois and Marseille just got this oh shit looks on their face because they both absolutely nailed it before they got nailed from behind by Braun Strowman and absolutely decimated. But my actual favorite part of this SP3 which is something we've talked about. If you know, if you watched last week, they did after Maximum Male Models lost their tag team match. They did a WWE exclusive online where Max Dupree started, you know, addressing the guys backstage, and then all of a sudden he said the word "night," and he got this little look on his face, and he said, "Yeah," and he walked away. And then tonight he's talking about how they're in in, in Anaheim, and it's a stone's throw away from L.A. And then we got the same thing right here. He's going back to LA night. It's happening sooner rather than later. I am extremely excited about that. I, I said that he can make anything work, and I still believe that would be the case with Maximum Male Models. I think he can make it work with the right booking. But him going back to being LA night and getting back to being an in-ring competitor is definitely the move that WWE needs to make with this guy. He's, he's, he's too good at everything to be a manager. He needs to be an active competitor again, and going back to LA Knight makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I think it's going to be the best thing for him to get some success out of this run, but I think like Dutch, uh, I think like Dutch said, though, I think he's still dead on arrival when they have to like basically fix you when you weren't broken you they fixed you coming to the main roster and then they're trying to fix you oh everything's gonna it's gonna go back to the way it was it's not it's not it's never it's never as good as the first time around wwe should have taught you that already they never do stuff as quite as good as the first time most of the time. Yeah, but you're going back to the old regime now. You're going back. This is a, this is a new dawn. It's a new day. Oh, no, I'm talking about Triple H and NXT. I'm judging him in Triple H and NXT. Don't, he tried the same feud with Cole and O'Reilly that he did with Gargano and Ciampa. Didn't work. He tried. He's tried. Didn't you know, work. 
He just tries stuff over and over. He is just like his dad. For all the stuff that he does different from his from his daddy-in-law, he does stuff the same. And he doesn't do sequels and repeats quite as good. Well, that, that match tonight, when they got the crap beat out of them before they got the ring, then they got the ring, got the crap beat out of them. That tells you all you need to know. They've kind of given up on these guys. Now, yeah. they may not give up on L.A. Knight, but I don't really have the confidence in him. You have. But still, it was a, it was a decent segment, and it advanced Stroheim. And then uh, the, the Alpha Academy came out, so they segued right to that. So it wasn't a lost segment, but I think they gained something out of it, but not with the maximum male models. Frantic World asking, uh, why is Braun Strowman attacking the tag teams in WWE? I can't answer Wait a minute. That. Wait a minute. Let, me call, let me call Triple H. Hey, uh, <laughs> I don't know why he's decided to attack tag teams. Maybe it's just because he's Braun Strowman and he loves to just beat up multiple people at the same time. But, Dutch, what have you thought about uh, how they have decided to bring back Braun Strowman and how they booked him so far? We are getting a match with him uh, and Otis next week after Otis attacked him from behind, Chad Gable providing the uh, distraction to make that happen. Stro uh, uh, Otis lays him out, and then he just pulls the the Undertaker no-sell, sit up, get up, I'm pissed off, let's go. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a hoss fight next week. I'm looking forward to it. What have you thought about how they've presented uh, Braun Strowman so far? Well, he's, a, he's like unstoppable. But those are the type of characters you got to watch. Because they have a habit of getting away from you quick. Because if, if, if he's overpowering and he's dominating and overwhelming, the first time he's not really like that, people go, eh, he's like, he's like everybody else. So he's not that big dominant figure that they're trying to pass along to you. So I, I've seen a lot of big guys lose steam just like this because uh, over one match. Because they, they sold something by... Uh, a smaller guy. Now, him and Otis would probably have a decent match, but I don't know what you really got. I'm sure he's going to beat Otis, I hope, if they're pushing him, but how much is it they're going to let him sell? Because he's going to have to sell a little bit for Otis, because Otis is not a little guy either. No. So we'll, we'll see where they take this. And he's not a lost cause, but no stretch, but those big guys, those big guys, you have to watch them. I mean, SP3, I think my thing is, is, you know, even though he is in uh, fantastic shape, this, this, is, this is nothing new that we, this is, it's basically whatever Braun was drew, doing before he was released last year, he's now picked right back up and he's just doing it. He's just, he's basically just there beating people up. Mm -hmm. There's no yeah, development. They just picked up on his baby face run from the last time he was coming in. I've had no indication from these first couple of shows that he's been on that this is going to be an improvement on where he was. It just feels like they just got him back. And it, it, I think in another week or two, he's just going to be one of the guys. He's going to be Braun Strowman. He's still going to yeah. get that type of reaction because, you know, chaos and destruction is what's going to follow. But they haven't really gave us indications with his booking that we're going to see something, uh, you know, good out of him. But I will say the segment tonight was good. Braun, uh, the difficult moment with the maximum male models, just their reaction to Braun's music was a great screenshot. And then Braun coming in and just crashing into them was awesome. And then I liked the fact that they put over Otis just to set up the matchup next week with Braun and Otis. And it, they it, it protected Braun in the same way as well with him immediately stand, sitting up. You know what I noticed tonight, too? I could actually hear the commentators. They kept that crowd noise down, and I could hear them. So now that I can hear them, now I can make more out of the show. Last week and the week before, I mean, they were competing with the crowd on my, I don't, on my end. You may have heard them. I couldn't. But tonight I heard them. A lot of changes tonight just off the production of the show. Yeah, uh, Andy Wilson saying get Pat McAfee back. I will agree that there is just a level of energy that isn't quite there with Pat McAfee uh, taking the hiatus that he's doing to do uh, college game day. Uh, I do, you know, can't fault him for taking the college day, game day gig, but, man, there is just a certain level of uh, energy that's uh, that's just missing off these shows now. Uh, so, Fett saying reinforce the ring for next week. 
You know, I could see them doing a spot next week where the ring collapses. If this match main events next week, it's absolutely going to that. That ring is going down. That is that is 100 percent a fact for sure. Uh, we got some damage control tonight, which uh, I'm fine with. Bailey says now that, uh, you know, they're the tag team champs. They can go anywhere. Great. Put them on every show. I don't care because they're awesome. Uh, we did get Raquel Rodriguez, who comes out. She got to cut a promo for the first time, and I can't remember. I don't. She didn't talk last week, did she? I was kind of in and out of it last week. So, uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. I almost forgot what she sounded like because it's been so long since she talked. But she threatens to kick DC. <clears throat> what I loved here, Dutch, is no smiling, none of that BS. She was pissed yep. off. She came down to the ring. She had a purpose, all right? She didn't have to do the smiling and the back flex and this, that, and the other thing. Because she was pissed off, and... If you're going to be pissed off in the ring, why aren't you pissed off coming out the curtain? Yeah. I mean, it's not going to change yeah. in 10 seconds. And she kept that same demeanor. I'm pissed off and went right to it. Yeah. It, so it's, she's, telling, she's telling the people when she comes out, I'm ready to kick ass. Yeah. And it definitely, it, it always seemed to be that way with, with the ladies for whatever reason, SP3. Like, you know, it's like Vince's direction was always to be do your entrance no matter what. And we see that with Rhea Ripley where she's coming in to make a save, but no, she's got to stomp and do this shit first and then run down to the ring. And Bianca is like all pissed off, but she's still got to come down and, and swing her hair and this, that, and the other thing. We've seen it a lot. So I, I'm, I'm actually happy that like Raquel came down, wasn't smiling, was pissed, was ready to go, even though it was three on one. Good match. Good match. Good Great match. match. Between her and Bailey tonight, that was yeah. easily Raquel's best match since uh, her her match with Ronda Rousey. She did lose tonight. They protected her with you know uh, EO and uh, Dakota getting involved. The interesting thing happened afterwards when it was Shotzi who came down to make the save, which made zero sense. But you know what? I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, it, it helps her. You know who I thought was coming? This would be a great spot. Would be Naomi and. Uh... Sasha. Yeah, I was I was hoping it was right at nine o'clock. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like a yeah, seven hour spike. It would have been the perfect time to do it. But yeah, no, we get we got Shotzi, which was a little underwhelming, but then at the same time, SP3, I'm going, okay, this makes no sense. She was fighting with Aaliyah and Raquel just like a damn month ago. And even Raquel said that in a uh, backstage exclusive on Twitter after the show was over, saying, I have no idea why she came out to help me. But at least maybe this is, <laughs> it doesn't make any damn sense. But if we're getting Shotzi involved in a, in a babyface turn and we get her tank back and, you know, we can get her going in the right direction here, this will work. But Aaliyah reportedly is injured. That's what Cole said. She's out with an injury, so they've written her off. Need somebody else to come to to Raquel's aid. So why the hell not let it be Shotzi? I, I, like I don't. I, I don't mean to drag somebody while they're down, but uh, I think Dutch is thinking the same thing. I Dutch. It, it, do they mean by out? They mean out like back to the performance center to work on a few things or could stuff be, like could that. Be. Could be. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know what that means exactly with Aaliyah. But as far as uh this match, I I like the promo to start from damage control. I like the uh response by Raquel and the change of demeanor and like you said, yeah, I hate that about the women's division when they don't react or their entrance doesn't reflect what they are feeling. Um never get over Bianca Belair coming out twirling her her braid and skipping after Becky Lynch beat her into 26 seconds. I'll never get over that. That's still one of my biggest pet peeves of Bianca <laughs> Belair's booking. The but this was girl, a only, the, and that's funny is because the only woman who got away with doing that and and showcasing what her actual emotions were in her entrance was Becky. Like Becky was like the only one who did it. Everybody else, it was the same entrance every time. Uh, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't want it. But uh, here we are. Raquel was good. Was good here. Uh, Bailey looked good. This was her her first good match since she's come back uh, from injury here. I liked it. But I hated this post match because I was like this this whole thing feels like I missed something. I know I missed yeah. a couple of weeks. I wasn't here because I was in Chicago two weeks two weeks ago. But did I miss like a backstage segment with Shotzi? No. Some build up to this. Nope. And at least if you're gonna do this out of nowhere, let her come out with the damn tank. 
the tank is her source of goodness. That's what makes her do it. If she's going to turn babyface, it should have been the complete thing. She comes you know, out with the damn tank. You know what I've noticed? When somebody comes to the ring, they all come dressed like they're ready to wrestle. Yeah, Why would she come in, like in, street, in street clothes? I mean, that's what you would be doing. If you're not going to wrestle, you're not going to put your wrestling gear on. So why don't you come out in the street clothes? And they said, oh, no, everybody's got to be dressed. That, that, that's, that's a rule years ago, and they've, they've adhered to that rule. And I don't know if Triple H will change that. But it, it's not a big point, but it is a point. So, and her being with the tank, I agree with that. But she's sitting back there waiting in the tank for what reason? And then she comes. So if we're picking it, to, if we're picking it, but I, I'm okay with just her coming. Get her back in the mix. People won't remember this. They don't remember it right now. <clears throat> but next week, you know, she's there, and they'll, just, they'll take it for what it is. Everything or, that everything that happens that doesn't make sense, like I kind of just take it with a grain of salt, going. All right, it's kind of a reset, and Triple H is trying to get things cooking, and not everything. No, is no, no. I'm a, in the words of a great philosopher, Stephen A. Smith. I'm gonna say, don't do that, Skip Bayless. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't give him extra rules or extra excuses. No, no, that no, has a time go. limit. It only, it's only, it's only good for no, like. No, ain't no time limits. Ain't no time limits. You can get good ratings right now. You can book this this stuff competently. Right now, right now, that would have been like again. That was the perfect spot to bring back Sasha and Naomi. I don't know when they're coming back, whether it's at a pay per view or next year at the Royal Rumble. I don't know. Shotzi was a little underwhelming because I'm sitting here looking at the time and I'm going, Oh, this would be a good spot for it. And then it was Shotzi. So we'll, we'll see what the follow up is next week. We'll see what the follow up is. They could have had damage control attack all the tag teams in that fatal four way a few weeks back. Shotzi was in that. She could have got attacked there. And that's the reason why she came out and helped her yeah. kill. Yeah. Easy. It easy. just seems, it seems like easy. a last-minute decision is what it does. It seems like a very last-minute decision. Something very easy that could have took less than 60 seconds. Or at least have her cut a promo <laughs> afterwards. Right? At least, like, have somebody go backstage. Where is Kayla Braxton running up to Shotzi Blackheart going, why the hell did you just do that? That didn't make sense. And give us an answer. Like, I would have accepted that. Now we got to wait. I think it's. I think it's better just to leave it like it is. Let the people figure it out instead of letting her. You don't have to explain everything. I think some things are self-explanatory. She came because they told her to come. I, that's what I would. I would say that's what the booker told her. Go out there and make a save. Get Cole, your ass out there. Yeah, Cole said something on uh, commentary, but I can't remember exactly what what it was. Something like, "I guess she's tired of damage controls actions," or uh, I don't know. Uh, we did have another women's segment tonight. It was Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey in a backstage segment. I I enjoyed this one as well. Great, great. This was this is how they should have presented Liv Morgan from the get go. Dutch, she was confident. She was tired of being disrespected. She's a great. Bragging about being the only woman to beat Ronda Rousey twice doesn't make sense. But <clears throat> victories, but you know what? Having some confidence in yourself, damn it, cool. And then challenging Ronda Rousey to an Extreme Rules match—that's ballsy. I loved it, and I—I'm I, looking forward to this match. I think it's going to be good. I don't know if Liv Morgan's going to retain, but this is how they should have presented her from the first damn from, from jump after she won that that women's championship. Well, I think she was overwhelmed with having the title. She didn't know how to act. <clears throat> and she had to grow into it. How long has she had it? A month? Six weeks? She's had it since July. The beginning yeah. of July. Two months? Yeah. Okay. So she's she's she, months. Yeah. I think she had to grow into it and kind of acclimate herself to the position she's in. But she fit tonight with Ronda Rousey. When they come head up and looking at each other, and I'm glad they didn't have any kind of physical contact. Ronda just got up and left. So now I'm looking forward to them a lot more, looking forward to them a lot more tangling at the pay-per-view than doing it right there. I don't know. Sometimes I think you take off the pay-per-view when you have them touch. But they didn't. And I think that helped live a lot right there. Any thoughts, SP3, on the, the exchange between Liv and your girl, Ronda Rousey? 
Oh, I liked it. Even though Liv Morgan definitely comes off like the heel here. Uh, that, that was my only like critique or nitpick, even though that felt intentional. Uh, because she definitely felt like the heel. Because like you said, she's bragging over tainted victories. She needed Natalia to soften up Ronda at Money in the Bank. And she tapped out at SummerSlam. So she... It, it, they tried their best and she tried her best to come off like confident baby face, but it came off like a heel who's bragging about a tainted victory or not a real victory, honestly. And Ronda Rousey came off like a badass who only needed a couple of words just saying, you're challenging me to extreme rules. It's your funeral. Great. Yeah. Great one liner. Yeah, that was a good interview. Very, very good one liner. Um, I can see where you would see that with, with Liv Morgan. Uh, again, though, I think she's also just trying to defend herself and stand up for herself and say, hey, look, I, I deserve some freaking respect. Uh, and I don't necessarily believe that's a that's a heel move necessarily, but I, I do. But I she, do also, she also came into the whole picture and started putting words down Ronda in Ronda's mouth. Like that came off. She came off 100% like a heel in this situation, it's, in this segment. I I felt before she was getting a heel reaction and not responding like a heel or not showing that like even that John Cena type of babyface confidence when he got heel reactions. This was the first segment that she one hundred percent came off like the heel. And maybe they're maybe they're well, I, intentionally as I, a gray area because Ronda's well, been getting great reactions after her heel turn. She's been getting babyface reactions. But I guarantee you that doesn't go unnoticed for Triple H. He saw that. He felt the vibe. He felt the temperature of the room. And now he's got a, he may have a wholly, uh, whole different uh, idea of what Liv can do. I think it's good for her. But I, I think it helped her because Rhonda is a bad, a bad woman. So she either had to toughen up or get out. And, and she did. So I, I, I'm looking forward to the match, even though I won't see it. But I am looking forward to it. If I was going to watch it, I would like it. Steve Chambers saying I can see Liv, uh, Liv turning heel after Extreme Rules. I think a lot of it's going to depend on the crowd reactions over the next few weeks. I think they, they're, they'll be willing to take the temperature of the room and, and feel things out and read the crowd and, and make decisions uh, accordingly. Uh, last thing to talk about on SmackDown before we move on to Rampage tonight. Number one contenders tag team title match. One thing that I thought was interesting is that they're bringing up SP3. You love it when they start talking about numbers. Because it means something's coming up soon. Uso is about two months away from breaking New Day's record as the longest reigning tag champs uh, in WWE history. Uh, the star of this match was Top Dollar. Holy shit. There is. Okay, right. Carrying three dudes is impressive. Carrying mm. three dudes and making it look. Never, and making it I've look like a real thing is a completely different level. Of impressive. This dude showed up and showed out in this match tonight. Um, and then Ridge Holland doing the Alabama slam to top dollar was impressive as hell. Imperium had the match won. The Brutes steal it. I think that's the right call because somebody's got to lose to the Usos before they uh, eventually get to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which I still think is the direction that they're going. So that match is going to happen next week. Cool, great. I loved everything we saw in this in this main event tonight. They let the guys cook. They gave them time to do it. Well, I don't know who who produced that match. Probably the guys in it, but they they did a great job of it. They did everything meant something. Everything had a purpose. The only thing I missed was Sheamus and Gunther kind of doing the stare down to keep that alive, and we didn't get that. I mean, it's it's still there, but I just wish they'd have done a little more with it. But great, great match. This this is the best SmackDown I've, I've I've seen since I've been on this show. It definitely seemed like everything had purpose tonight. SP three. There there was no wasted motions anywhere. Yeah, everything had a point. Everything had a story or something that they're building to. And this main event was was a great 
was a great matchup. Super fun. Everyone was spotlighted. Like you said, Top Dollar was definitely the MVP with that spot of carrying the three dudes at once. You had, uh, you know, the New Day, who were kind of like the glue of the matchup as the veteran babyface tag team. You had Imperium, who really looked like they were on the verge of victory here, being the new fresh heel heels tag team in the division. But I like them going in the direction of the brawling brutes because they're the tweeners right now they're they're getting babyface reactions but they haven't officially turned babyface yet so them winning here and then going against the top heel tag team this all brings about that that momentum that they they feel like they have as babyfaces and it's only gonna help you know butch and rich holland and rich holland look good in this matchup here so good stuff and i like him getting the pin yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and that's a good point because Sheamus has definitely been getting the babyface reactions recently. So now trying to get you know the, the rest of the guys as a faction collectively get them over and get that turn going, absolutely. Put them in a feud with the Usos. I think that'll work out uh, tremendously. So yeah, overall great stuff from SmackDown tonight, and I thought Rampage was good as well. Uh, we open up with Darby Allen and Matt Hardy. This was uh, a, a good match. Darby wins it with the Last Supper. And then SP3, we get the reemergence of House of Black. This was something that we were wondering what was going to be going on after All Out with Malachi Black uh, bowing out, reportedly granted his conditional release. What was going to happen with, with Julia and, and, and Buddy and uh, Brody? Brody shows up after the match. They use Matt Hardy's basically lifeless body to to get a rematch, a tag team rematch next week. Uh, and Arthur Ashe, you're going to be there for what's like a six hour 56 match show uh that tony khan has uh set up for next week I- i'm glad that they're gonna keep house of black going even though malachi is not gonna be there yes Dutch. let me make a statement could sting look any less interested when he walked out there uh there's a, there's a like, well, i'm gonna i'm gonna walk down the street smoke a cigarette i think there, there's he didn't act like he give a crap there, did he a- or not why would he give a shit about Matt Hardy? I don't know. There's a fine line between not giving a shit and mystique, I guess. You know. That's no, he was going out there with Darby. Yeah. But he he just he just walked out there. Maybe I mean, SP3. Maybe it's the look of wait a minute. I thought we were done with these motherfuckers. Like <laughs> like what? Like I'm happy House of Black is is still there and they're going to be utilized. But I kind of thought we were done with this feud in particular. So maybe that was the look that Sting was trying to sell tonight. Well, let me get this off my shoulders now. AEW has the worst interviews I've ever seen in the wrestling business. The worst. Even Cesaro in the ring tonight, it was okay. At least he got his point across. But those other deals they do, I talk about the 45-second stuff. I think I talked to you about it, uh, Rick. But what can you get over in that? And it was just, it's a... It's a bad setup. The lighting is bad. It just it just looks amateurish to me, compared to Raw and that's who they're competing with. They look they look very you know independent. Oh, I mean, My opinion. I mean Drew's uh, Drew's promo tonight wasn't much longer than forty five seconds, was it? I mean you can. Who's? Do- but, no, that's that's something else. That's totally different. They had something going on around it. He, what he, I, I mean, think he's he's more highlighting the backstage promos, which tend to only yeah, like he said, it, it has a structure of forty five seconds or less, and it usually never ends well for the person who's talking. They either get yeah. attacked, they get interrupted. That's usually how it goes in every who, one of their backstage. Who is Especially this? if you just are watching Rampage, that seems to happen every single week. What's the Jade girl, Jade Carla, uh, Jade Carlisle? What's her name? <laughs> Jade Carlisle. Cargill. Cargill. Okay, I, I forget names. Carlisle. But she's got those. Uh, she's got those two girls with her, and they throw five seconds here and five seconds there. I guess just to get them on, but it actually it, it doesn't mean anything. Then the Diamante come in and whatever she said. I don't even know what she said. What did she say? Said you listen to that stuff. 
Uh, she said that she that Jade hasn't beaten her, so she's gonna uh, challenge her for the TBS title next week on Rampage Grand Slam, and she's bringing the bad the uh, the OG baddie of the three hundred five with her. Who is that? I was gonna say, any idea who that might be? Mercedes Martinez, oh. women's, women's world champion. Oh, okay. well, I'm glad you told me because I didn't damn know. Yeah, I had no idea. To be See, Rick, Rick didn't even know. That's not that big of a deal, though, if I don't know something. Uh, Andy Wilson asking, <laughs> has, uh, has uh, Black completely left AEW because of mental health? I don't know why. I'm not going to speculate on the man's mental health. Uh, what I will say is the reports are he has been uh, granted a conditional release. This is somebody who did sign a five-year deal uh, with uh, AEW. He's only been there for about a year. Uh, and last I heard from Sean Ross at Fightful.com is that uh, it, the conditional release came with a lengthy non-compete. And he emphasized the word uh, lengthy. So if he's not coming back to AEW, it might be quite some time before we see Malachi Black uh, back in a, uh, in a wrestling ring. Uh, SP3, I know you're excited about this. Uh, Eddie Kingston cut a hell of a promo tonight, setting up his match next week for Rampage. Two-hour Rampage next week, by the way, everybody. Two hours, which means four that means we go on at We go on at 12 o'clock? Well, y'all uh, y'all Wait might go on at 12 o'clock. I got to work overnight next Friday. Uh, uh, here, we go. here we go. I'm serious. <laughs> uh, look at this guy. This uh, guy. I, I, I may have to do something, too. I can't help it if our overnight guy quit and I got to fill in. It's bullshit. I ain't happy about it. Trust me. I'd rather be talking about wrestling with y'all. Uh, but anyway, we're getting Sammy. Someone, someone do a poll. Do they want us to do one in the morning? <laughs> Me and Dutch will wake yeah. up early and do it in the yeah, morning. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do one in the morning. Yeah, we'll do that. There you go. Well, wait a minute. Let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. What happened to CM Punk? What's going on? He's suspended. He's suspended. So and he's eight steel, and yeah, so are the other three. We we can't say he's suspended because that hasn't been confirmed. What we can say is that he's injured and he's been told not to come to work. Yeah. So he's got a torture. He's going to be so out. He's out. Okay. So the Bucks are suspended. Yes. Damn! Yeah. Don't both of you jump at the same yeah, time the, to answer the Bucks. The Bucks and Kenny Omega they have said are suspended. Yes. Don't know. Okay. Them. Have we said are they suspended without pay? No, they haven't specified if this. Is well, shit. That's great. Get suspended and they pay you too. You just stay home and play video games. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. That's not. What a punishment that is. So, what do you think? Well, in okay, there is talk. That that they're both looking to make connections or to check the temperature room in WWE. Is that true or no? Uh, that, and don't wave, been... don't wave your hand, Rick. Like ah, eh, both. It could be true. It, it could be true, but the, the it's kind of been disputed back and forth. It's it's not really anything. They just they called people in WWE because they're friends with people in WWE, and they talked to people, and somebody somebody ran with that. So uh, I don't I don't think. Well, that's what I told them when they call, when they call me. Oh, right. Maybe, yeah, I should, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have said that. Ah, maybe. maybe but, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have linked that to the. Uh, to the okay. Website. Final verdict. Yeah. Now, Puck is out, what, six months, eight months? Nine, eight if he's not already gone. What's going to happen to the Bucks and uh, Omega? Nothing. I think they'll be I back. I think they will be back. I, I I don't know if they'll still have their EVP titles though. Yeah. Boy, that's punishing them. We're gonna hey, bring you is. back same same money, but we got to take that EV flat, take it off your wall. Hey man, they they're not independent contractors when they're also in EVPs. They're actual employees. That's health insurance. That's other stuff that they can get just from that title. That's, that's mm-hmm. a fair. They can do that. Uh, I will. Say, I will say, Dutch. I would not be. I would not be surprised. I'm not saying this is that this is definitely going to be the case, but I would not be surprised if we have watched CM Punk wrestle his last match in AEW. I would not be surprised. Okay. Just checking. We'll see because Tony Khan typically doesn't, you know, let typically don't let people go when they're injured. 
So this kind of gives, you know, time for wounds to heal okay. over, both literally and figuratively and see what ha see where we are 10 months down the road. Let me ask you something. I was watching Tony Khan, and I've met him and I've talked to him. But does he ever blink his eyes? He's like this. Uh, he, he, and I'm he thinking, blinked, whoa. He blinked quite a lot when CM Punk was talking in that press conference. That's for, that's for damn I don't think he. I don't think he blinked that much. I was five feet from him. He blinked quite a bit. <laughs> All right, let's dive into the rest of this show. SP3, uh, Sammy Guevara, and Eddie Kingston. I guess this puts to rest any uh, any speculation after Sammy's uh, cryptic social media post that uh, he he ain't going anywhere. So he'll be back next week. He's wrestling Eddie Kingston. This is a shoot that turned into a work. This is the match we all wanted to see. I'm hoping we get a promo from either Sammy or Eddie, whether it's on Road Two or you know on Dynamite, that alludes to some of the stuff that we've read about, because that shows that there is a chance, a possibility, a probability that AEW will use some of this stuff with CM Punk and and the Elite in on television. Because if they're gonna do it with Eddie and Sammy, you might as well do it with the thing that's been helping keep your momentum this is four straight weeks of dynamite doing over a million and this past week was their highest viewership since september 22nd of last year so they gotta do something to kind of take advantage of this because they went on this type of rally and run last fall after all the signings and all the big acquisitions but they lost momentum towards the end of the year they gotta do something to kind of keep that momentum right now they have a good momentum because it feels like day one vibes and they feel like they're rebuilding again, but they got to keep it somehow. So using some of the real life, the real life drama that has probably made people watch the show more on TV is a way to do that. What is Sammy's wife's name? Tay? Ty. I'd have her do the interview on Kingston. She's a heater and she'd heat that thing up. And say, now, Eddie Kingston, we can't help that you're fat. <laughs> We're going to beat 20 pounds off you in this match or something like that. That's what I would do. And oh, she'd be, I think she could heat that up. But they cannot let this momentum get away from them. This is something that happened. It was a shoot. They want to take it back to a work, but that shoot is still in the background. Yeah. So now you got those people. I've said this for a long time. You get them in that zone. Is this real or is this not real? It could be. That's where you want them. And they got them there right now. I don't think Tony, somebody said, is this a big work? Tony, no booker can do this. There's a bunch of stuff that happened. So you said, listen, give me all the info. Let's put it out and let's go from there. So... It grew organically, not creatively. And that's what they're getting from this. You like that, Rick? I do. I really do. Organically? Yes. That's, that's one of my words I just started using like the last 10 days or so. That word a day calendar for you was really working out, man. Uh, Benjamin uh, Kimball. Uh, <laughs> any word that, was, on that, was, that was good, Rick. That was good. Any word on Big E and, uh, and his return? Last update we got is he is able to live a full, happy, healthy life as far as in-ring return. Doctors want to wait until, I think, March uh, of next year before they evaluate to determine whether or not uh, he's going to come back to the ring. So it's going to be quite some time still uh, before we find out if Big E is going to be able to make a return, let alone actually uh, return uh, to uh, the wrestling ring. John Castro asking, who do we all think is going to win the title on Wednesday? I think Brian Danielson is winning the AEW World Championship on Dynamite. Sid? Brian Danielson. I think MJF costs Moxley the win. Yeah, I think Danielson will win it. Uh, well, we we may know, by the way, who uh, next week, who the next challenger for the AEW World Championship is because we are getting a Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royal next week. All right, somebody's got oh, to. I hate, I hate those things. Somebody's got to lose to Danielson uh, before he drops the belt to MJF. So, yeah, let's go ahead and just do a battle royal, determine who the number one contender is, and, and they can uh, 
you know, Danielson can eat them for lunch uh, whenever that match actually takes place. And that that was the key phrasing there tonight is that this, they will get a title shot at a designated time and place. They really are kind of selling the casino poker chip as like a money in the bank briefcase almost because they even MJF cut that promo that said I could cash this in anywhere at any time that I want, which makes me think maybe it's MJF who walks away from Dynamite with that AEW World Championship. We get Danielson who beats Moxley in the finals and then MJF comes down and says I'm cashing this in. And he punches Brian's lights out, and he beats him, and he walks away with the championship. I'm not ruling that out. I, I that'd, be a, that'd, be, that'd be a great decision, really. I wouldn't mind it at all. And plus, that sets up that can set up a three way for full gear with MJF, Danielson, and Moxley. Yeah, I, I would be. I would. Be hey, why don't we all? Why don't we all put masks on? Run down to the ring, beat the shit out of somebody, and then unmask. Um, that, that's money, man. That's money. They're yeah. gonna be like, who, who, who's these two jabronis with Dutch Mantel? That's what they would say. It don't, it don't matter. It don't matter. I, I, I say you. I found you guys in Brazil somewhere. First you know. off, Dutch. Well, okay. First off, no one's gonna believe I'm from Brazil. Secondly, uh, we would be arrested before. Nobody we- believes your radio announcer either. Yeah. Oh, that hasn't stopped you. We we would we would be arrested before we got to the ring, and three I'm not doing that because I I have a goal in life to not go to prison. Uh, so we did get more matches set up for next week: Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli for the uh, Ring of Honor World Title. Uh, Jay, but, yes, go ahead, go ahead, finish oh. the statement. No, I was going to say, and we also got Jade Cargill and Diamante set up next week for the TBS championship, uh, and she did tease the baddest bitch from the 305. I really wish that they would stop this angle with the women where they have to say on commentary, she's won 13 of her last 16 matches on elevation and dark, and that's why she deserves this championship. I'm like, I'm, I don't remember the last time I've seen this woman actually on television, and now she's the number one <laughs> championship i'm like guys you could have just continued with athena but at least athena is getting a world title shot next week so it is what it is our women's match tonight was penelope Ford versus willow nightingale can we sign willow already she is a yeah she's good she's good very good very good penelope was great willow was better she was the mvp of this match. she was i agree with you there i like that girl all she needs is a little instruction because she got she got the work down, uh, and I and I like her, and it's, she's a kind of a bigger girl, but she has a beautiful face, and people like her, so she connects yeah. with the people. So so Rick, you said if we you and me and Rick uh, said we go to the ring, we we get arrested. Uh, and we yeah. go no, we first we do <laughs> GoFundMe. We gonna do hey. the GoFundMe first, and we hey, gonna wake up. Then they're going to beg forgiveness of the court. Now, and maybe you, you and Rick can do that. I know my ass is getting beat down and arrested. So, <laughs> no, no, you, we, you, we come, you come up to me. You come up to me yeah. with that idea. I'm going to yeah. look at the mask and then look at you and be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be right behind y'all." Yeah, y'all, y'all lead the way. Well, we'll see Sid two weeks later. He's like, "Oh, damn, sorry, I stopped out to get a hot dog. I didn't know you guys had run." You know, damn, I'll be with you guys in spirit while y'all are making your, your first Yeah, call. yeah. Oh, Jesus. I can't believe you would think that, man. Uh, that breaks my heart, man. I know. See, Rick, Rick don't give a crap. He don't give a shit. I, see, I apologize. I apologize. I totally agree with uh, the Willow. Willow d- definitely needs to get signed. She's always a highlight whenever she has these kind of like showcase matches. Even though she doesn't really win them in AEW, she always looks good. That pounce on on oh. uh, Penelope oh. and Penelope's cell was tremendous that was great stuff i like penelope for getting the victory here because she just came back and needed a victory on tv but and she's the willow sign her yeah. sign her please who is it who is stokely carmichael where's he from i don't know stokely hathaway oh hathaway what's his name carmichael oh there was a stokely carmichael. Carmichael. that was years ago what's his name hathaway why is your Achilles heel last names? 
Oh, I don't know, but Stokely Carmichael, he was a name I knew long ago. But what's his last name? Hathaway? Where'd he come from? Yeah. Uh, well, he was in WWE. Uh, He's from Harlem. And he was in WWE? Yeah, he was in WWE. He was Malcolm Bivens. Uh, he was a manager in NXT. He managed uh, Veer and Sanka in Share. He then dead, uh, managed Dead on, dead on arrival. <laughs> he was, dead, he dead on, was he dead that, on arrival? That tag, team, that tag team was dead on arrival when they took oh. pictures when they wasn't supposed to. Um, and then he managed Tyler Russ for a while, and then he managed Diamond Mine. Yeah. Uh, let me ask one final question before we wrap up. Okay. What's his name? Velveteen. Oh, Jesus. What's the guy's name? Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did he get into? Did he take pictures in the... <laughs> Dutch. Is that true? Is that true? Dutch. I'm just Dutch. I'm asking you guys. Dutch. You're supposed to be giving all the information to what the is, fans. What did you tell me before we went on the air tonight? I don't want to what? go... I don't want to go an hour and a half. Those were your exact words. No, we're not. We're not. We're, we're right at an hour. Right. But it's interesting. But it's, when I'm you start talking all that wrestling bullshit, it gets good. What, what I'm telling you is, if you want this show to where did, go... Where did Sid go? Where did Sid go? If you want Sid, this show... Sid is actually hiding. If you want this show to go until 2 o'clock in the morning, I can get into all the Velveteen Dream stuff. There's just too much to cover in the amount of time that we have. But... Really? <laughs> Yes. He, he's done not. that much stuff? Yes. I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy. Oh, God. He's Sid, Sid come back. He's not worth knowing. You've right. already refused to put a mask on. Now you're hiding from us. Look at him. There he is. See? Oh, so that was that, So that was true. Allegedly. That's the story. Hey. Hey, watch Allegedly. the show. It's, it's, it's here on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. EC3 told the whole story here to, at Sports Keto Wrestling. So we already covered it. No need for us to do it. We got two more matches to dive into. We, we did not cover it. You glossed the over station. it. The station. The station covered it. The channel. The channel. Station. Radio guy. Fuck it. Whatever. The, the channel covered it. It was our interview that EC3 uh, said that stuff. And oh, then. Okay. And then what's your, what's your what's your thoughts on those comments by EC3 uh, Dutch? I didn't hear what they. What do you think about the Allen? What do you think about the allegations that Velveteen Dream left his phone in a bag? He's, he's, he's guilty as hell. That's all I know. If he left his phone in there, no, I don't know if he did or not. That's what he said. He he I'm said he left his phone in there, and EC3 said that he was trying to take pictures of people's genitals. And Velveteen Dream said EC3 was taking cocaine. He was like, "What was that powder on the counter, Mike?" Okay, Mike. See, well, I knew there was more to it than what you guys were telling me. There's a lot. So of you guys, are, so you guys are all in this stuff. I gave you. Isn't this a it, isn't this a show where the people kind of listen to and get into the dirt just a little bit? Sure. Hell, that rock is born to me after a while. They want your opinions on the dirt. Damn, oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the guy. Dutch, what's the craziest backstage rumor you ever heard? Go. I can't about genitals. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't tell you that either. But it involved a high, a high, high name in this profession. Really, really high. He wasn't high then, but later on, he went way high. Hmm. You're not just talking about Riddle, are you? Like, anyway, bad joke. Uh all right. So let's that, that was that was terrible. We got terrible. Two, we got two more matches. We got two more matches. We do. Uh, squashes Danhausen. I thought the uh, the Ego's Edge was really really good. Danhausen sold that that one really well. Uh, but again, this is a typical Danhausen match when he goes up against anybody who's credible. Uh, he's gonna get his ass whooped. That's just what Danhausen does. So it was a good win for Ethan Page. And then uh, Samoa Joe defeats Josh Woods. I missed most of this match because YouTube TV sucks. So SP3, you're gonna have to tell me about it. I saw Joe win with the Muscle Buster. 
probably the right move. And then we're getting a setup with him and Wardlow, whether they're as a team, which they're going to be next week, or eventually they face off because we did get that stare down tonight. Sign me the hell up for that. I, I like this show because it felt focused. They were focused on building not only next Wednesday, AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Like you got the Claudio and Jericho promo exchange. That was really good to, to set up that match for Dynamite Grand Slam. But a lot of it was focused on building to Rampage Grand Slam. And this match kind of segues into that as far as the match. Samoa Joe, he looked good in his return to the ring after, you know, being out for the last couple of months since death before dishonor josh woods was the one who i was just looking for a little bit of improvement he's all right in the ring but you know he's you could still tell he's green and he doesn't know how to go from point a to point c he doesn't know what b is yet he needs to learn b and then he'll be able to have banger matches with someone like samoa joe but i thought it was a solid but, effort overall oh it, it was joe led this kid and made him look like he belonged and he made him credible. And Joe, I don't know if this is, uh, Joe weighs about, what's he weigh now? Over 300, right? Uh, he looked a little, I don't know if it was a work or not, but he looked a little tired, And but it looked believable. That's why the, the Josh Woods kid could stay with him. I think he made Josh look good. So I like the match. I agree. What do you think? Oh, you didn't, you didn't see it, did you, Rick? I, I I'll just agree with you because Mo Joe makes everybody look good. So, you know, I'll have to I'll have to go with you guys on that one. No, my YouTube TV. All I saw was green checkers for about eight minutes. Pissing me off. It was weird. I don't know. It wasn't my internet. My internet connection was working fine. I could use everything else, but YouTube TV kept cutting out on me. So uh hopefully I can get back and, and watch this match at a later time. Minute six a minute hour and six minutes. Ready? Boom. Let's go. Dutch, what you got going on? Oh, nothing. Same old stuff. I'm just down here in Florida. I'm tired. Kicking back. I ain't doing nothing. Anybody wants to get a hold of me, Dirty Dutch Mantel with two L's at gmail.com. I have some more outlets coming up. Sid, you got your show tomorrow. Uh, where can the people find you? Thank you family on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. Follow the YouTube channel True Heel Heat T R U H E E L H E A T. Subscribe over there. We go live tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. True Hill Heat 193. I will be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and special guest Jesse Velasquez. And we're going to be talking about the weekend wrestling. Visick Man possibly being booked for WrestleMania 39 rumor. The Rock possibly making a return. Logan Paul challenging Roman Reigns. The Young Bucks to WWE rumors. So we got a lot to discuss. So join us live tomorrow. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at uh, Rick Uchino. You can get all the information there on the shows that uh, SP3 and I do throughout the week. At least I believe you can find all that information up there on my uh, on my Twitter channel. Uh, so uh, make sure to give us a follow. And follow the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are. Pound that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate it, guys. Uh, Ozzy, yes, I do fully believe my Bengals will bounce back against a backup quarterback this week, or at least they effing better. Uh, we appreciate you guys for joining us here on a Friday night. As always, Sid and Dutch will be back sometime next week. Whether it's in the evening, whether it's in the morning, the powers that be will make that decision, and then we will really relay their decision to you. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend. See ya.